Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Recording this? I'm Facebook live because we're millennials. Are you really? Yeah. I feel slightly embarrassed real. now. Oh my gosh, I feel so self conscious. My mom always told me I had a face for radio, you're not ha- for Facebook you're live. A great hair day. <laughs> this old hair. Yep. Thanks. That's really kind. You guys. I was also um, FaceTiming because I'm because we're mil- millennials um, with my mom right before this, and she said to give her a shout out. So hi, Cindy. This is perfect. <laughs> this is real. Is it just faced on me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn it to you. No, I mean, my, it looks like I stuck my finger in an electrical socket. My hair looks crazy. It looks like Bam Bam today. <laughs> That's how your hair always is. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Here's our show notes. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah, there you can see them. Oh, that's a secret. Oh, this is also going to be oh. Don't show the secret. Did you phone. did you leave your um, topless boating pics yes. on your desktop? Um, I feel that this is going to be really entertaining for the folks listening. Oh yeah, let's. I'm going to turn this off now. <laughs> but if you're watching this Facebook Live right now, tune in later. Bye. Bye. You guys, kindly do not go back to our Facebook page and look at that. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> because. It's I'm, blowing up Facebook. I'm certain it was unflattering. No, it was gorgeous. It was. A, I laughed and I cried. You couldn't hear me, but I was laughing and crying. I was <laughs> we, moved. We actually just got the Facebook numbers in, and we did have the most viewed Facebook Live event Thank of all time. Thank you for reporting. Yes, it's true. Wow, I can't believe how quickly that happened. Our sponsors are going to be really happy. You know what? This is going to be great for sponsors. Yeah. It's going to be great for the podcast as a whole. I know. Maybe Facebook will sponsor. Oh, my gosh. Mark been waiting. Zuckerberg, right? Give us a call. Our We're, phone number. Our schedule is open. It's like rather surprisingly open. Yeah, you guys would be shocked how free and available we are, and how open our our our, our sponsorship oh schedule is. Yeah, I also mean, we have. I mean, it's pretty packed, but like we have some wiggle room. I like to call <laughs> it some sponsorship wiggle room for you sponsors. We'll we'll shift things around exactly. Yeah. Um, if it, also, if anyone just wants to hang out, we're right. available. We, we're fine. We want friends. Or if anyone even just wants to goddamn comment on anything we do or send us an email. Well, can I tell you some great news? Yes. Both of my clips are fan suggestions. Oh. And I use the term how, fan very lightly. How the hell <laughs> in tarnation yep. did you get, oh my gosh, you got submissions. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. Did you have to do something I honestly said that I wouldn't disclose it. I figured. Folks were like, you can use my name as long as you don't say what you did to get this submission. Okay. Well, whatever. I'll take it. That's exciting. A promise exciting. is a promise, Lauren. That's exciting. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. So okay. at least like a couple of people listen and have, have suggestions. Oh I've gosh. also gotten like emails of people being like, these are podcasts. Why don't any of my friends do that? Oh, sorry. This is making me feel like two cents. <laughs> Lauren, you're worth at least three. Aww. So sweet. <laughs> um, correction time. Uh, oh, we a few episodes ago we were talking about uh, the podcast. We got this, and we were like, "Whoops, we mispronounced how." Lubin's well, we name. first we, said Lubin, and then yeah. we thought we corrected ourselves to Lubin, but we don't know how to read. <laughs> it's Lublin. <laughs> I'm guys. so sorry, Hal. I also feel like. 
because I've been tweeting a little bit on our handle, if you've noticed. Love yeah. your podcast. Yeah. And um, I feel like Hal is very active on Twitter. So I, I talk to him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, we're at that point where like he's like, oh, she's tweeting me again. Like He's like, <laughs> says something. I'm like, hey, Hal, I, I have something to say about hey. this. Like I'm like tweeting him all the time. I don't even care. Like I love him. So you like, just, You I'm, just write first. And right. he's like, you're the only one who ever comments on my right. tweets. Right. I think he's, he probably gets the notification. And he's like, oh, boy, someone commented. And then he's like, fuck, it's that girl again. Jesus. So oh Hal... Gosh. I'm sorry that we mispronounced your name so many goddamn times. I know. And this then is a saga. I'm sorry this is an I'm an, saga. I'm sorry I'm annoying you on Twitter so much, but like, you know, when you're at the bottom, you gotta like you you gotta work hard yeah. and be anno- and some be somewhat annoying. Sometimes you do. Yeah. I mean, it's the key to success. You know how sometimes you get like Instagram followers and you're like, oh my God, I'm so popular. You're and then like, you look and it's like Busty Biggums, yeah. and she's like, I'm check Buster out Biggums. my campsite. Uh, that's me. Oh, I, I forgot <laughs> to tell Instagram you, but I know name. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you just know. feel like for some reason I am getting a lot of like sexy porn ladies on yeah, my Instagram. No, I don't like it when they like it either. It's like no. That, well, that's I went private because some oh. random woman commented on a picture of my niece being no. like too cute. I'm like, oh, pass. What? Who are these people? Some people have too much time on their hands. How did you even find this picture? This has like Are you four. Money this has like four likes. Commenting? There's no way it's coming up on your like. No. You know, newsfeed. What is it no. called on Instagram? We're millennials. We know what it's right, called. Right. We'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. Um, I think those are all the corrections, though. But that was like a big correction. That but was a I, big correction. I, I, but to be honest, I'm not going to stop tweeting Hal because yeah. I feel like we're friends now because mm-hmm. he's acknowledged my presence and he probably wishes he never had. He, for sure, I guarantee yeah. he wishes that. I had. Do you have one other correction? Um, I, we have also said every other name wrong on this podcast. I do that a lot. No, I, I have a problem. Do not know how to pronounce names. No, it's it's true. I've noticed yeah. that in my life a lot. Yeah. Like I, it's like I don't know how to read aloud, so I shouldn't be a podcaster. Um, I um, also feel like I tweeted at Ophira Eisenberg, who I love. Oh my and gosh! And she, we had into a brief tete-a-tete conversation. What? Yes. Stop starting fights with Ophelia Eisenberg. Oh. Fira. Oh my god! I know, we're bad. It's like but, we're trying. It's like we're trying. But um, I don't know. I can't remember. She said that she was like giving a code away. We got in a conversation, and I was like, "I've trapped you, Ophira." <laughs> I love Ophira though. Like I, she, she's one of my celebrity crushes. Like she, I, she used to um, run the Moth, like host the Moth mm-hmm. and the Storytelling Slam. And one time, when I was going up on stage to tell a story, uh, she you was kissed? like. Oh, I wish. She put out her hand to shake my hand. And I was wearing a very tight pencil skirt that day. Yeah. And I almost fell on my face. And she had to, like, pick me up. But So I've touched her. Yeah. My gosh. And I then she read at uh, a comedy show that I read at. So I feel like, oh I feel like I'm so close. Like, Oh, wait. Did she read at that comedy show that I came and saw you do? It was a different. It was the same comedy show. Oh. Back Fat. Did I not see you read? You did. That was a different one. No, I know, but why, why didn't you invite me that other time? I don't know. Oh, my this gosh. This is not good Invite for... me to things. <laughs> we'll talk about it in private. I'm also picturing your, your handshake mishap as, like, Ooh. you went to, like, reach her hand, and you your front leg slipped, and you accidentally did the splits, and your pencil skirt, like, ripped, ripped all the way up the sides. And also, if I remember correctly, my dad and Justin were in the audience, and I was, like, looking at them, and I was, like, shame <laughs> on the family. You invited your dad and not me? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. You were probably busy. <laughs> I, 
I probably had plans with your dad, and he stood me up to see your dumb thing. Probably. It was Ugh. dumb. It was very... He never did that again. He'll never stand you up for me ever he, again. He, much like how Lublin learned his lesson. Yeah. So I guess the lesson for everyone is don't tweet me back or like any of my tweets, because I will forever think we're best friends, and I will send you a best friendship necklace in the mail and invite you on a cruise. You've so, been warned. Yeah. Um, should we get started on the clips? Let's. Do we have a sponsor oh, this week? Oh, of course we have a sponsor. I mean, how else would we be paying for these I don't know. armchairs we're sitting I in? I mean, we're at having to beat the sponsors away by this point. Um, this week, our sponsor is Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate offers a unique monthly box of awesome for every loot fan. Visit lootcrate.com and pick your favorite type of loot and get excited. There are big loots, baby loots, loots for lefties, Chinese loots, the best and most exclusive loots around. We bet you didn't know there were so many kinds of loots, but you can get a new loot every month if you subscribe to Loot Crate. Treat yourself every month or give the gift of looting out to a friend or loved one. Cancel your subscription at any time or feel free to skip a month and start back up later. Here's what I really appreciate. First of all, thank you, Loot Crate. Great sponsor. Thank you. Um, Loots for lefties. I am a left-handed person. You're going to need one. Yeah. At least one. You could really injure yourself on a right-handed loot. I know. Now, for our listeners who might not know, lute, a lute is like kind of like a like a musical instrument. Yeah, I think they played it in like old-timey days. It's like an old-timey Renaissance right. fair Renaissance, instrument. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's sort of like a flute. I guess when they invented the flute, they were like, it's it's fancier than a lute. Like, we right. gotta we gotta make it like some sort of fancy loot. I mean, loot. the point is, I don't really know what it is, but I know I want one every month. I do know that I want it delivered to my home right. in a box. In a refrigerated box. Okay. <laughs> I, it's interesting how all of our sponsors send things in refrigerated boxes. I mean, you, you, you can't be too safe these days. <laughs> it's so true. Can I also say, okay, we have this amazing editor now, Kara Hughes. We talk about her nonstop. She's an engineer. She's an engineer, and she went to like 100 very good schools, including an Ivy League school called... Cornell. Cornell. And UC Berkeley. Oh, my God. Ever heard of it? Oh, yes, I have. But the reason why I bring her up is because now now that she's editing, I start thinking as we're podcasting, oh... Kara's going to cut this <laughs> she's out. She's going to ask us to cut this part. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Hi, Kara. Mostly it's all of it. You can cut this part out, Kara. You can cut this out if you want, but don't. But don't cut out the part where you said where you're, you're a genius who went to Cornell. She went to Cornell, and she's got some fly butt cheeks. Oh. <laughs> okay, um, anyway. Okay, speaking of Ophira Eisenberg, oh my God. Or Ophelia, we yet Whatever. to Whatever, yeah, I mean, we don't know. Who knows? It's impossible to know, as we often say. <laughs> um... The first clip is from Ask Me Another, and it's the These Are the Muppets in Your Neighborhood episode. Um, Ask Me Another is the NPR quiz show. We've talked about it before. Host Ophira Eisenberg. Um, the guest is Sonia Manzano, who was Maria on Sesame Street. Shout out. Now, us millennials, like, this might be an older reference for us. Right. But I, had to, I had to Google it. <laughs> we had to look it up. Um, but I do love Maria from oh Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Street. I feel like she makes people emotional like she definitely yeah. like, brings out yeah. happiness um but in this clip Ophira you should listen to the whole thing because she talks a lot about a, a lot of interesting things about like why she started on the show about her life um she had a tumultuous childhood um but in this clip Ophira asks Sonia where Sesame Street is located and Sonia's answer is adorable 
Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and please welcome our very important puzzler. You know her as Maria from Sesame Street, Sonia Manzano. All right, so I, I mentioned this off the top. I have to ask you, where is Sesame Street? Where is it? Sesame Street is everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it truly is. I have been to the Midwest in the middle of a farm field, and I've asked a little kid, where is Sesame Street? And they'll say, oh, it's just right there around the corner right But like Queens, the Bronx, Harlem. (laughs) Oh, you mean specifically. I thought you meant metaphorically. (laughs) Oh, it's in Manhattan. I would say that it was in Harlem. I mean, her her answer almost made me cry. It's, it's so, so beautiful. Sweet. It's like Sesame Street is everywhere. It, it's it's in it's, it's within in your heart. you. It's so true. And it, no matter what kind of shitty life you have or wherever you are, it's there. Yeah, it's in your heart. Um, when we used to go on road trips, uh, we would be like, "How how much longer?" You know, as kids, and my mom would be like, "It's two and a half Sesame Streets." Oh, that's how we know. I don't know what that means, but it's like, so informative. Sesame Street was an hour long. Yeah, and that, oh. we had like oh, that was I our see. gauge for time. Oh, you know, it's like how long an episode of Sesame Street was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it means so much to and so I, many people. And I love how Ophira is like, no, 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 no. no I'm actually like, asking where <laughs> she's like, stop fucking around, Sonia. And the crowd is like, oh, she's like, what's the what's the goddamn cross street? <laughs> we don't have time for your bullshit, your <laughs> sentimental bullshit. So you clearly watched Sesame Street. Oh. H to the yeah. H-E double hockey sticks. Oh my yes. gosh. Whew, thank you for doing that because there are children listening. <laughs> there are children and my mother. Yes. Yeah. I happen to know that. Um, but later on in the podcast, Sonia says that people start to cry when they meet her because they get so emotional about what she's done. And adults are always like, that Maria went to college with and they know her. They're, they'll like tell kids, like, I know Maria. And yeah. the kids are like, I know her too. Like, right. hello. I like see her on TV. Like, <laughs> people, kids. To kids, Sesame Street is so real, and Maria is so real, and yeah. she's their friend, and it's so nice. Anyways, there's a lot of good stuff in the interview. Um, and they talk actually about there's a disclaimer on one episode um, with Cookie Monster in it. It says these early Sesame Street episodes are intended for grown-ups and might not suit the needs of a child, which is why Olivia should not be watching it. Right. But in this episode yeah. in particular, Cookie Monster has a pipe, and it's on Monster. Peace Theater, Cookie would eat the pipe. So I it's like, that. kids, like, don't eat your pipe. Like, I, this is not appropriate. They've gone a little far with the with Cookie Monster. Like, now he only eats vegetables. What? I'm pretty sure. I feel like maybe not only, oh, but I no. feel like they always show him, like, eating a balanced diet. You ruin and it's everything. Like, oh, it's not as fun. Do we have to? Oh, my gosh. Can't Grover eat the balanced diet? I mean, diet we grew up Monster watching him eat cookies, and look at us. Yeah. We're perfect. We Granted, have, we as have you a saw podcast. from Facebook Live, I am... 60 pounds overweight. Oh, please. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. But I do eat a fair amount of cookies. Well, that, we're adults and we can do whatever we want. Yeah, for all those kids listening. Right. <laughs> just so you know. All the babies listening. When you're an adult, you can eat cookies nonstop. It's not true 24/7. that they're going to give you cavities. I have zero cavities. That doesn't mean you can't eat them. No, you can have... And you can guess what? You can have them in the morning. Like, your mom yeah. might have told you that they, like, will, like, disintegrate if you try to eat them in the morning. But it's, it's not, not true. true. No. Breaking news. Once again, our investigative journalism is hitting hard. Really at its finest. Um, well, fun. Ready for the next clip? I am so ready for the next clip because I really love this podcast. Um, 
So if you want to listen to a podcast that will make you very smart. I do. Um, turn off this yeah. nonsense Ooh. right away <laughs> um, and get the to Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. You know about this podcast. I do. Um, it's, a, it's so brilliant. And he's brilliant. You probably know Malcolm Gladwell, The Tipping Point. That's probably his most famous book. I would say yes. Yeah. But he's like a... He writes for The New Yorker and he has like a lots of best-selling books and he's super fancy and super talented. Um, the good news is if you're illiterate like I am, you can now get your Malcolm Gladwell in podcast form. Malcolm Gladwell for dummies. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. It kind of is. It's like 40 minutes and he just like tells you all the smart and things. his voice is so comforting. Yeah, man. Yeah. He like not a lot of people have the smarts and the radio like, voice. great radio voice yeah. and he does. I know. Um, so on the show, they talk about stuff that was widely publicized in the media. Um, typically with like a public consensus, like something happened and people are like, that was really bad or something happened. And people are like, that was really good. And he sort of shows you the different side of it. Um, he shows you what was going on sort of behind the scenes and like more context for it, which is so cool. So, in this episode, they're talking about this huge Toyota recall in 2009. Do you remember, do you remember this? I don't remember where I was in 2009. <laughs> was I'm old millennial. Ago. I was probably watching Sesame we're, Street. We were probably in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while we were in baby seats in cars, um, Toyota recalled like 10 million cars and paid over $1 million in fines because of what came after this one 911 call. So... It's really shocking. Um, it was recorded and released. A, a driver lost the ability to brake in his Camry. Um, his car was like full of passengers and was rapidly and uncontrollably accelerating. Um, so he called 911 and was like asking what to do. He, the brakes weren't working. It was super dramatic um, and super scary. Uh, they played the 911 call on this episode, and it's honestly very hard to hear babies turn off the podcast babies turn off the podcast we're not going to play it on ours um but if you do want to listen to the whole thing and you should because we can't really cover the whole like lead up um check out uh the episode is blame game on revisionist history um so anyway after this happened um yeah they 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 recalled all these cars anyway I'll, i'll let the clip sort of set it up for you um here it is The tape went viral. It was played on the nightly news, written up in horrified news articles, to the point where a wave of fear swept the country. Toyota is slamming the brakes on its sales due to a sticky accelerator that could put drivers' lives in danger. so-called runaway Toyotas, cars taking off on their own up to 100 miles an hour. A woman died. She crashed her Camry into a tree and a pole. The car had sped up to more than 100 miles per hour. Hundreds of people came forward with horror stories about their Lexus accelerators getting stuck. And Toyotas, too, since Lexus is a brand of Toyota. There were congressional hearings, exposés, whistleblowers. NASA got involved. Toyota would conduct seven recalls between September 2009 and March 2010, totaling millions of vehicles. As many as 90 people were estimated to have died in Toyotas that mysteriously accelerated. So I didn't explain that this before, but the folks in the in the car from the nine one one call they um, like went over a bridge and died. Um, super tragic, so scary. Um, I I would just like to say, if I ever do anything, 
and NASA has to get involved, yeah. I think that's how you know you're fucked. But here's the thing. It feels so cut and dry. Like, oh, my gosh, Toyota has fucked up in this big way. NASA had to get involved. Like, I- I'm going to ruin the ending of this episode. So if you guys want to listen to it, you should pause and go listen to that full thing. But basically, after a ton of research and testing, car experts realized that the problem was not the car. The problem was driver error. So all of this was happening because of what they called unintended acceleration. So basically where a driver was pressing the acceleration when they thought they were pressing the brakes. Maybe it happened because the floor mats had gone over the accelerator and then when they went to press the brake, they pressed the accelerator instead or it wasn't working. Um, but basically they found that this was like to zero fault of Toyota. But at Toyota. that point it doesn't matter. At that point it doesn't matter. You have to do the recalls to be safe. You have to... I, it, it, all, all of that money, all of those cars, it's just crazy. And the story spins out of control. And also when yeah. something like a big story like this hits, it's like when the solution is finally discovered much later, people don't care about it anymore. They're like, no, no, no we cared about it when it was like sensationalized mm-hmm. like a long time ago. We're done caring about that now. You're so right. No, I, it's so true. And because it blew up as this like really public frenzy, um, everyone's mind was made up. You know, it was like the Toyota cars are at fault and you, you could buy a Toyota and then all of a sudden your brakes are out and your car is accelerating up to 120 miles per hour. Yeah. Cause that's super scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Of course. Um, and I even feel like I'm guilty of like buying into these like mass public stories without like looking into all the facts you know oh i believe everything i hear yeah basically well and now too with like all these like memes sans citation i feel like everyone is getting all this information just in one quick little you know image and there's no citation and there's no sources and it's like we all just buy it well another thing that's changed like when i moved to new york i was working for print magazines and like we had to fact check every word right. that we published. Every there was a fact checker that literally checked every single word. Yeah. There's no fact checkers anymore. Like really, like for a lot of like online news, like no. that's how stuff slips through the cracks. I see how these mistakes happen. Like, you know, there's no, there's not enough people overseeing news. Yeah. Well, because I feel like everyone wants to get it out as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. They want to be the first. That's why CNN right <laughs> reports terrible things because totally. they just want to be first. They just want to get it out there yeah. and so that they're not behind and then misinformation is out and ugh. and the whole idea of a PR nightmare is just kind of interesting too um, I just watched Popstar the movie with Andy Sandberg oh yeah that's so strange Alan watched that the to make a connection. Day. oh did he like it uh, he didn't say oh that probably means no yeah Alan tweet me love your podcast <laughs> let me know but um, he's not listening <laughs> if I know Alan uh, he's oh, not no. listening no um, but is Andy Sandberg like I, he he did this like really stupid thing. Like he did a promotional thing where when, every time you open up your your clothes dryer, his music would start playing or something like that. <laughs> and like it happened to everyone without them agreeing. Oh, and so like, like it like turned into this huge PR nightmare. Yeah, like Bono exactly. Like yeah, iTunes. Yeah. And they had they were like, what are we gonna do? And his like publicist was like, oh, I don't know, like get a haircut or like start like ask your fiance <laughs> to marry you. Like you need something big to like cover right. up. Right. Well, and that's true, too, with the sort of, like, rapid news cycle, while things get so big and scandalous, like, all at once, then then they go away immediately when the next thing happens. Right. And that's why this election cycle has been so crazy, is because it's, like, week to week, the polls are so different, and week to week, there's a different scandal, and there's a different thing people are outraged about, and... Yeah. 
I'm ready for Christmas, man. <laughs> oh my God. I love Christmas. I, can I just have that on my gravestone? I love Christmas. I love Christmas. Oh my yeah. God. I, I love mean, do it. it. But also like Christmas means Christmas and Christmas means elections over. So that's true. It'll Great be an extra special Christmas. Well, maybe depending we on how the election goes moving or yeah. out of the country, but yeah. Um, to be continued. I want to thank Brandon F for submitting this clip. Yay, thank you. Um, I'm now totally obsessed with, with revisionist history. I'm obsessed with Brandon F. Uh, yeah, you should be. Thank he's you. fantastic. Oh he's God, a fantastic he sounds person. Fantastic. He has great he has taste in great taste in podcasts and documentaries. Oh my gosh! Um, I feel like revisionist history is kind of like making a murderer, except Brendan Dassey is Toyota, and the real killer is all of us. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <sighs> take everybody. Take a moment. Let that wanted, sink in. I just wanted to leave you with. Whew. That real broad making a murdery, <laughs> murderer analogy. Uh, you guys don't tell Eric I told you this, but he compares everything to making a murderer. That's not like, true. He he can't hear me, but he Christmas just, is like a new episode of making a mur- making peanut butter a murder. sandwich. She said it about <laughs> my outfit the other day. Your I was like, was "How like is like my making a murderer?" Because there was blood all over. Oh my it. god! I know. <laughs> um, well, that was fun. Thanks, that Brandon. Was so fun. Okay, that that was heavy, admittedly. It was. I knew I could do a heavy one, though, because our next one is so fun. Yay! It's Two Dope Queens. We've talked about Two Dope Queens before. Um, It's Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams' uh, comedy podcast. This is the Cream Girls episode, and the guest is Mateo Lane. And um, also, I would like to just take a moment to recommend Phoebe's other podcast, So Many White Guys, if you haven't listened yet. She interviews people that are not white guys. So, yep. and she's very funny. Also, from Ohio, from Cleveland, and she, she is? went to Gilmore, which is a boarding school near my boarding school. Gilmore yes. Academy is that yes. what it's called? I've heard of that. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. We have so much in common. I want to tweet her about it I and guess, annoy her. I guess people from Ohio make the best podcasters. I guess that's what that means. <laughs> um, Phoebe, watch out on Twitter. I'm going to be tweeting you Ohio jokes, <laughs> like those. Chocolate bug eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hey Phoebe, what's uh. high? What's what's low on the ends and high in the middle? What is it? What's I, that thing? High, what's round on the ends round and high in the middle? We don't even know. Yeah. Oh my stars. Um, more to come. Um, but anyway, Mateo Lane is a hilarious comedian, and he's in this clip, um, and he's talking about having gay voice. And the thing is, is like I suffer from the gay voice and I didn't realize it. But like for the longest time, I literally thought that I sounded like, yeah, but like (laughs) (laughs) clearly I don't. And now I'm going out in all these auditions, which is ridiculous, by the way. I hate acting. I hate actors and I hate acting. I hate everything. about. I'm an actor. No, I don't give a shit because here's the thing. I became a comedian and when you become a comedian, now everyone's like, now you have to be an actor. I'm a terrible actor. So I'm going out in all these stupid auditions and I realize that I'm not getting any of the roles. <laughs> well, I'm a bad actor, but also because like my voice, like I have the gay voice. Like, let me give you an example. I went out for this role and the, char- the character description was Zach 19 football player. <laughs> Well, Zach is going to have a secret to share with everyone. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, he does have gay voice, if it exists. I love him. I love him, too. Yeah, I I feel like he, more than gay voice, he has Midwestern voice. I I can sense a little bit of that. Yeah. Do we know where he's from? No. I'll tweet him later. It's fine. He'll answer. (laughs) Tweet him an Ohio joke and just see what happens. Yeah, if he laughs. Um, he retweets me. I can relate to this. I definitely have gay voice, and I am pretty glad that I don't 
that I don't have to like use my voice for my job. That would be hard. Do you think you have a gay voice? I am certain I do. Hmm. I'm certain I do. You don't think so? Maybe I'm just, I've known you for so long. Yeah. Like it does not. Maybe, maybe it's because you knew me when I was straight and I had the same voice. Maybe it's because you sound like a robot in my head. Uh. I just like purposely <laughs> am like, listen. No, I really How do like. do you know I'm I not? I really don't. I, I don't know. Um, Are there levels of gay voice? Like, do you think you have like a kind of gay voice? Because there's, I feel like Mateo has a gayer voice than you do. Oh, that's interesting. I guess I feel Am I like... being incredibly inappropriate? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. And, and, and just for everyone listening, obviously this is a very gay-friendly situation here. And we're commenting on it because I feel like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like as, as a gay man, I'm allowed to comment on this. And obviously by gay and voice, we, we don't mean anything negative. It's, it's more so like, I don't know, you can hear... A lot of gay men sound a certain way, right? Yeah, it's true. This is a I weird think thing it is true. About. Should we be cutting this out? No, I don't think so. Um, I think gay voice is real. As a gay man, I can say that. Yeah, I definitely right? think it's real. Yeah, it's interesting though that I really don't consider you someone with with a gay voice because it's just maybe that's the thing. Like if you know someone, like it's just becomes who they are. Yeah, and that would kind of make sense. Yeah. Well, that's a good... I've heard you talk about girls in really inappropriate ways. Maybe that's why. Hey, ever heard of breasts? I'm into into that. See, you totally don't sound gay. You know what? I hear it now. I have straight voice. I have straight voice. Um, Actually, this is a good exercise for our listeners. Tweet us at Love Your Podcast. Tell us if you think I have gay voice. Do I have gay voice? I won't be offended. Maybe I do. You don't have gay voice. Oh, my God. What is gay voice for women? Mm. Gay voice for women is... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is it the reverse? Is it sounding really masculine? Maybe. I don't know. Let, let us know if we but have I, it. I also feel like there are women who have masculine voices who are not gay, but there aren't really straight guys who have gay voice. Yeah. We're probably going to have to cut this out, but maybe the reason most straight guys don't have gay voice yeah. is because if you have gay voice, you're just like, I'm embracing this. I'm going to be gay. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Like, I'm gay okay. sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is something to that because I feel like for every person who comes out, there's like, it takes some time to get used to it. And then it takes some time to get confident. And then it's time, like, I was like, I know I was self-hating for a while in the beginning and like trying to not like have the pink fruity drink or like not do the girly things because I felt like it was sort of confirming yeah. stereotypes. But now it's like, no, no, I'm comfortable just being me because I'm comfortable being gay. I can't believe you ever self-hated yourself. I, I know I did. I and I also judged, uh, part of it was like judging other gay men, like judging feminine gay men. And mm. that was a part of self-hate, you know, that was like a piece of that. I have, um, I'll never forget. I, I still think one of the happiest days of my life was the day that ugh. you came out to me. It was one of the happiest days of my life. Your reaction was so sweet and perfect. We were... <laughs> I was like, can just promise park. me that we can talk about this on our podcast someday. That's what I said. It was a while <laughs> you ago. Did, you know what? You did Podcasts say that. weren't even around. And luckily we, we recorded it. Yeah. We recorded it. Also, podcasts were around. We're very young. Oh, that's right. <laughs> also, I think that's part of why we can talk about gay voice is like, because we love gay voice. Like, we're not saying anything bad about it. We no. love gay voice. Um, in addition it's to gay voice, Mateo has um, gay body. He's ripped, oh, is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, oh, totally ripped. If you haven't seen Mateo Lane do like stand up or which we did, on TV we saw whatever, him do stand up. We did. We heard him on this podcast, and we were like, we want to see Mateo Lane, and yeah. so we went to UCB East in East Village in Manhattan, and he was did not let us down. He in was fact, so funny. Your husband was a fan. 
that's putting it lightly. <laughs> yes. My my husband, who is not, he's not really the type to be like, oh, that guy's hot, or like, um, like be like, you know, affectionate towards other guys Uchi in that way. Mama, like he doesn't not, say yeah. like, ow, wow, wow. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't catcall. He was pretty into Mateo Lane and yeah. I think he said he wants to marry him. Yeah, I think that's pretty means he's pretty into him. Yeah. And he wouldn't have to change his last name. He wouldn't have to change his last name. His last name yeah. is in fact Lane. And another reason I love Mateo, he's incredibly Italian. He's and very adorable. Italian. And he can speak Italian. Yeah. And he does a great Italian accent and like impersonation of Italian people. Yeah. And you know, I lived in Italy a little bit as well and I definitely noticed that their sense of humor is different. They don't get irony or sarcasm and they stand up isn't really a thing. They like Slapstick humor. Yeah. And like, I'll never forget. I would come home from school and like, there the the television would just be like girls in bikinis sitting <laughs> on balloons and popping them with their butts for like half an hour, and like that was TV. It was right. like, and um, in the stand up that we saw Matteo do, he's talking about he's in a cab with an Italian cab driver, and he's trying to explain what he does, right. and the cab driver's like, but you must do something. You must dance. You must sing something. And, and Matteo's like, no, I just stand and talk. And yeah. you guys wouldn't get it because you're Italian. I say funny things. I do not sit on balloons. Yeah. Like, I'm not wearing a bikini. But it's... he, And he brings Italian into his jokes a lot, and he's spot on with his accents. It's so amusing. If you ever get the chance to see him, do it. He's also a really good singer. Also... <gasps> Welcome. I forgot to mention that. Welcome so back true. to the Mateo Lane fan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm All we're doing is just like, oh my god, he's a really good singer. This is why my husband is in love. Is because oh like god. he was an incredible singer. He was so funny. He was so like natural and cool, and also so very very handsome. <sighs> the last segment he did on the stage was a Christina Aguilera impression, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like if you weren't in love with him by that point, yeah. get ready to fall in love. It was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whew, we better stop because I'm getting hot <sighs> in here. Yeah. It is getting toasty. Time to move on. Okay, we have to My move on. My husband is in the room. The next clip is just me crying for 30 seconds about <laughs> Mateo Lane. No, the next <laughs> clip is from The Longest Shortest Time. Now, we just played a clip from The Longest Shortest Time, but... We can't get enough. We can't get enough, and here's why. It was submitted... Because people love Sorry. our podcast. That's what happens when you get submissions. <laughs> you got to deal with it. It's true. Which tells you, submit your favorite clip to us and we we'll play it. We will talk about it. Um, so as you know, because we've played it before, um, Longest Short Time bills itself as the parenting show for everyone. Um, so I don't know. Personally, I expected it to cover topics like baby proofing your toilet or like how to puree peas. Um, okay. I don't have, I don't have kids that this might I be apparent tell. at this point. <laughs> Um, but I, was I very think you have to do those things, though. Baby proof your toilet and puree peas. I mean, you could have fooled me. Those feel real, thi- like real true. things. I mean, personally, I'm going to be buying all the baby food with as many preservatives as possible. Of course. But, you know, you do you. Um, so I was excited when this episode covered placenta eating. Go on. Are you familiar with the wiles of placenta eating? I am. You are? I'm from, well, not personally. Oh. I mean, I, you don't have kids. No. I guess you can eat placenta if you don't have Anyone kids. Anyone can eat placenta. So, anyway, it's a thing. And I'm all for it. Why not? Um, if Kim Kardashian did it, then who am I to judge? Just kidding. I love judging Kim Kardashian. I'm only yes, human. Yes, yes. Um, wait, you met her. You met Kim Kardashian. I did. You I interviewed, interviewed her. her. Well, it was a... I don't know if you could call it an interview. I was allowed to ask her three questions. And I asked her, it was for Bar- with Barnes & Noble, so I'd ask her yeah. about books. And I asked her what books she reads to her child. And she said something like 
Frog Leap, which is not a book, and I believe she was referring to the Leapfrog Learning System, which isn't a book. I really, really think that. a child technology company. (laughs) And then I asked her what her favorite section of the bookstore was, and she said... The life after death section, which is not a section. I am not kidding about this. Life after death? Section. Is this a joke? I'm not joking. And then I asked her. What does that mean? I asked her what her favorite book was. Life after death? I don't know. I'm not making this up. (laughs) And then I asked her what her favorite book was. And she said Tuesdays with Maury. I'm I'm shrugging my shoulders right now. Which I I, I hate that book. I hate that book. I mean, it's a book everyone knows. (laughs) Like, it's a book we've heard of. Wait, hang on. I'm Googling Frog Leap. I don't think... I never Googled it because I'm so (laughs) confident that she was referring to the LeapFrog learning system. She's like... She's like, one of my nannies reads... (laughs) Whips out this LeapFrog thing. Okay, wait. Frog... crying also i would like to mention that <laughs> she this was to promote her selfie book i forget what it was oh, called yeah, which isn't a real book that. there's no words in it okay but um <laughs> so she took a selfie with me like she no, took I've my phone picture and took a selfie so i'll post it on our facebook page so you can see it because <gasps> yes. it's kind of magical like she looks perfect and she's in perfect focus and she's i gorgeous. look like shit and i'm out of focus <laughs> like if she is good at one thing how she's she do how that? does she do that in one second she takes a selfie of us and i look like garbage oh my i mean gosh. it's tough for me to look like garbage even next to kim kardashian <laughs> then why wouldn't you facebook live yourself i know ugh wait okay bam bam um, hair today update. there is a children's book called jump frog jump this is not what she was talking about <laughs> i am positive <laughs> i am positive she does not read to her child her favorite book is the incorrect name of a of a like children's electronic toy company right that's yeah that's <laughs> her favorite book section i cannot get over is life after death meaning the section you go to as a ghost right. to see like how you're going to like live on how you're going to like embrace your ghost years i think years. that was a book in beetlejuice <laughs> Do you think she meant like books for coping with like death? I think she meant like she enjoys reading about people that have like survived after they've flatlined or something. I don't know. Also, oh. wasn't she prepared to, for me to like ask her heaven, about books? Like heaven is real, like that. Yeah, kind of book? like couldn't someone have said oh like God. Kim, you better get a book that you like in your in your mind because this girl might it's ask like, you about books. One book, and she's like Tuesdays with Maury. I got it. The funniest thing is, I couldn't even use the interview because I was like, this is embarrassing. It looks like I'm making fun of her, and it looks not real. Like my boss was like, like I don't think. would call and be like, take that down. Right, Kim looks stupid. That's so. so I'm telling you now. Funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have actual True tears story. running down my face. Anyways, I, I'll post that beautiful photo on Facebook. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. so I, I'm sorry, you guys. We'll get back to this clip. Tangent, tangent. So, long and short of time, the, the show is hosted by This American Life's Hillary Frank. Um, so, she invited a colleague, Radio Lab's um, L- Latif Nasser. Nailed we'll it. Talk about yeah. m- messing up names. I'll tweet I, him. It's fine. I think it's Latif Na- Nasser. Um, so they wanted him to take part in a placenta pill making class. Cause oh. you don't just like eat, you don't like eat the placenta. You make it into a pill. I know. I don't know. Um, please try to keep up amid this. <laughs> um, so I worked for parenting. Remember the poop thing? I, I know all these I things. I remember very fondly yes. the poop thing. Uh, so the whole episode is kind of entertaining and kind of enlightening. And, uh, this clip is Latif describing what he, a childless man, thinks a placenta is. He's describing what he doesn't really know what a placenta is. So here we go. 
So what do you know about placentas? I know nothing. I, I know, I know, I would say the amount I know about placentas is that they are vaguely like, like I, I know that like, like a placenta is also called an afterbirth. Is that right? Is that a, is that a thing? Is that, is that right? This is Latif Nasser. He's a science historian. He also works for the podcast Radiolab. And Latif's right. The placenta, you know, the organ that keeps the baby alive inside the uterus, is also sometimes called the afterbirth. That's because you deliver it after delivering your baby. I can remember seeing my placenta. My daughter was having some breathing issues at first when she was born, and the doctors were working on her on the other side of the room. So I actually met my placenta before I even met my kid. I remember my midwife telling me, oh, the baby looks like you, and then turning and asking me, do you want to see your placenta? And I was like, sure. So she brought it over in this plastic basin. And I remember staring at my glistening red placenta and thinking it looked like the most delicious piece of meat I had ever seen. So Hillary Frank talks about being sort of grossed out after remembering having this thought that like it looked like a actually looked appetizing. Um, but she says she was so tired and so hungry and kind of defends this notion with the fact that a lot of animals actually eat their own placenta. Um, <laughs> obviously, this little clip doesn't really tackle the topic of this podcast, so definitely go back and listen to the whole thing. It's episode 90, A Childless Man <laughs> Makes Edible Placenta. That's a really good topic. That's a really good um, title. Uh, so go listen to the whole thing. They talk about the benefits of eating the placenta, like um, actually new mothers... Uh, can avoid postpartum depression. If they're experiencing postpartum depression, it helps with that. Um, really interesting stuff. Yeah, no, it's interesting on so many levels. Would you ever eat your own placenta? Well, I think, like, I would not. But I think, I don't think it's weird at all. Because I don't eat meat. I don't know. I, right, I, you're a vegetarian. But, but the thing is, I don't eat meat to not kill stuff. So that's not why, like, I, I guess, here's right, right. why. That's I don't point. eat meat because I don't want to kill stuff. So... Right. Like so, the eating the placenta nothing was harmed. No, by so I the guess placenta so that doesn't. I mean, sure, I guess I would. And also, it's yeah. like you eat them in pill form. It doesn't seem right. It's not like you're carving up. I I don't think I would, but I'm not horrified at all by the idea. Uh, to me, honestly, uh, eating a hamburger is the is like you're eating you're eating flesh when you're eating sure. a hamburger. I don't know. I don't eat hamburgers. Yeah. I'm not going to eat my placenta. Like, yeah. But I don't see the difference. I, I know that's terrible, but I don't really yeah. see yeah. the difference. Yeah, I mean, I guess just don't. the, like, squick factor of, like, it having been inside you and, like, all of I that. D- it doesn't squick me out at all. Like, that doesn't squick yeah. me out. No, I mean, I guess that's other other people yeah. would probably be, be, like, grossed out. Um, can, I, can, I, can I admit? Yes. I don't really know what a placenta is either. Like, obviously, I know it comes out when a baby is born. But, like, I, I guess I don't know the function. Like, is it where, like, nutrients are filtered into the fetus? Or is it, like, part of the uterus? Or is it, like, a little, like, trampoline it's like a little ba- so the baby's like don't get backpack. born? It's like a little backpack. It's like a little backpack yeah. with all the supplies like the baby the needs. everything the baby needs is in the backpack. Yeah. And then when he comes out, he's like, I don't need this anymore. And he's like, drop it off my backpack. Yeah. And mom's like, I'm going to eat that backpack. It's a really helpful analogy. Are you, like, a health teacher for middle school students? Yes. Um, I talked to my friend who did this. And she, she who ate her yeah, placenta. And she said that um she was a little nervous that she would send it to one of these like pill dehydrating yeah, things. Yeah. And they would mix it up. And that really freaked <gasps> her out. So she had her oh. husband do it for her. 
Smart. Yeah. So um, she, the, the nurse just like gave them the placenta after the birth and she dumped it in a gallon size freezer bag and cut into pieces at home and dehydrated it and ground the dehydrated pieces into a powder. And um, then he, the, she took two caps twice per day for the first couple weeks. And it was her second baby. And she said that she did seem happier. She felt less um, nervous. She yeah. said with her first baby, I mean, who knows what the reason would be, but she said with the first sure. baby, she was literally like, my baby is going to die. And after she did this, like... She's like, I don't know if it worked, but I was definitely, like, a lot calmer. Interesting. And she still has a few in the fridge, she says, in case anyone's interested. Just for a rainy day. Yeah, in case anyone's well, interested in testing. That's what they talk about, though. They talk about the, the difference it makes in some, in some women, the difference in their, you know, in just how they feel and whatever. Maybe there's something to it. It's so interesting. Yeah. I just don't get the, the crazy thing to me is that people think it's crazy. Right. Who, what? Um, huge, huge shout out to Ashley F., who's a fan of the show Yay, for thanks, some Ashley. reason, um, and who submitted this clip. Ugh. And for the record, um, Ashley is a mother of two, and she told me she has not partaken in the eating of placenta. Oh, we probably could have asked her a few fact checking things, though. That's but true. whatever. Ashley, sort of I'll tweet it. you. It's fine. Also, between the two people we asked, one did and one didn't. So I'm going to conclude that 50% of all women who have given birth have made their husbands dehydrate their placenta and put it into pill form. Wait, 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 wait. This is just in <laughs> an extensive study by Podcast Podcast. Honestly, I guess I'm not sure why we're not hosted by NPR. We're on our way. I'll tweet Ophira about it. We have a lot of tweet chatter going on. There, just talk honestly, to her. like, there's so much Twitter business know, to, to do. No, in fact, it's I don't exhausting. even have time for this anymore. Um, jingle Jangle, you ready? Yeah, let's get into it. As you know, Jingle Jangle is the segment of our podcast where we play something musical, either a little intro or something fun musical that was that was on an episode. And this week's Jingle Jangle is the theme song for Last Podcast on the Left. And I love the show. The hosts are Ben Kessel. Henry Zabrowski and Marcus Parks. And I, I love the show because I love true crime. We talk about it all the time. Helter Skelter. This reminds me of Making a Murderer. Oh, oh I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, you. Um, I love true crime and murder stories, and I love comedians. And this podcast, it's just three comedians, and they talk about murders. And, I mean, they go into depth of like, these yeah. horrific mur- murder horror stories. There are many episodes for each story. And... With hilarious commentary. So if you think Charles Manson cannot be funny, you are very wrong, my friend, because it's hilarious. Um, anyway, let's take a listen to their theme song. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Yeah, now I hear it. Yeah! Yeah! How dare. I just think it's so perfect for, like, it's kind of scary and exciting. And, like, I I mean, it's only 30 seconds long, but I feel like I could put it on loop and, like, work out to it. Like, it can help you, like, win a marathon. I like that you have, like, uh, a... um, a uh, what's it called? Like a list of songs, a playlist. Yeah, it's just a playlist that of over just and over this again. intro like forty times. Oh my god, it would break some records. Um, 
I really, I, 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 I don't know what it is that I love about it so much. Um, anyways, I also suggest listening to the podcast. Uh, there's some great episodes, <laughs> Sexy Ghosts, Amityville, Columbine, September 11th, and The Dark Side of Santa Claus. Spooky. Very spooky. I mean, he's a creepy fat man who breaks into your home every year. I know. Year. It's terrifying. And he takes some things. He does. And he leaves other things. He's, Did I even want that? I know. Probably not. You asked thanks, for it. Thanks and not Santa. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do people say that? Did I just invent That's, it? Thanks and not. What a catchphrase. It's almost like talk to the hand. Thanks and not. Oh, my God. Let's. That's like your housewife <laughs> phrase. Oh, my god. And also, gosh. I think we decided mine is Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. <laughs> we did decide yeah. that. That's so such a good is one. Yours? I think mine is um, you want me to be grateful, but I say thanks a not. Oh man! Is that does that? We'll we'll work on it. We can talk. Oh, that. I don't know how we can improve that. But okay, you guys, listeners, tweet us, <laughs> tweet us what you think should be at Love basically your just someone tweet us anything. Just please tweet We're us. We're so lonely on Twitter. Do we seem, do we seem desperate? Is that what Hello. you're saying? Okay. Um, Maybe we are. Maybe we are. Now now for your favorite podcast, because we don't talk. We just play the podcast, <laughs> the, the clip. It's called No Comment. Um, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. week's No Comment is from one of my favorite podcasts, Awesome Etiquette. It's episode 92, Forever Hold Your Peace, Please, with hosts Lauren. Lizzie Post and Dan Post-Senning. Have I said too much? Lauren, I don't know how we're going to not talk after this we one. We can turn off the mics and talk for hours. <laughs> okay. But I'm sweating a little bit at the thought that this is a, that Awesome Etiquette is on the No Comment segment, and we can't respond. I didn't want to go berserk on the podcast. Okay, you're going to okay. love this. Okay. However, I have found that my friends err much more on the side of casual, often rolling straight out of bed into the restaurant where we're having breakfast. For clarification, I'm not wearing a dress to a fast food restaurant, just a blouse and a bit of makeup to a local cafe we frequent. There is always a comment made along the lines of, I didn't know you were dressing up, or I know I look rough today, but I'm not sure if they are annoyed, offended, or simply making a comment. However, the comments always make me feel slightly awkward with their tone. I want to enjoy this time with my friends, but this situation has happened so many times with a couple of different individuals that I'm at a loss for the best course of action. Is it rude of me to dress as I normally would and do my hair and makeup if I know they are not doing the same? How should I respond to these types of comments? Should I continue to be true to myself by putting a bit of effort into my appearance, or should I attempt to make my friends more comfortable by following their lead? Warmly, Anonymous. Oh, Anonymous, I think it's great that you take pride in your appearance. You take pride in your appearance. I love that you don't judge your friends for not doing the same. And I also think you are doing yourself a huge service because you're training yourself well for future jobs, future social situations that might be important. You know that presenting yourself well makes you feel good. And that in and of itself is a great reason to do it. Okay, I know that was her no comment section segment, but can I say one thing? Yes. Uh, That's quite the pickle. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's the one thing quite I had to say. The pickle. Um, okay, our final segment is podcast bay. It's a segment where we just talk about a podcast we really love. We don't play a clip. Um, but you, we just really want you to go check out this um, this podcast. So this week it is 
What's the tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage? So, like any good queer boy, I am so in love with RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I was kind of a late adopter. Like, I got into it way behind the curve, but now I'm fully invested. Um, And I also just recently got into What's the Tea. I think my husband recommended it, and I've not turned back. Um, We featured a clip from the show on this podcast a few episodes ago, and every episode is just a brilliant, like, entertaining gab fest with the world's most famous drag queen, RuPaul Charles. Um, if you don't know any drag queens, you at least know RuPaul. Um, and his best friend, Michelle Visage, who was, like, an early 90s pop singer. She was, like, found a lot of success as a singer. I didn't know that. I know. It's, it's um, a lot of people know her now as, as his friend, but they're, like, they're, she was, like, a hip-hop singer, and, like, she was part of a 90s girl group. Um, so they talked to really fun guests like Lisa Kudrow. They had David and Amy Sedaris on. Definitely check out that episode. They have lots of drag queens. Um, often they even throw in like a fascinating herstory lesson. Lauren, do you know what herstory is? Never heard of it. It's kind of like history, but it often has a focus on like feminine or queer culture. Um, so what's the tea is the perfect podcast for podcast bay because I'm a podcast gay who loves it. Get it? Like it rhymes. Um, okay, but for real, check out what's the tea and prepare to be thoroughly entertained, hunty. Check it out. Check it out. I know you're gonna love it. Holding. We're gonna cut this part out. <laughs> Her phone started playing something, and so she threw it. My phone started playing something, and I was like, shit, like, hide this. And then it wouldn't, I literally would not turn off. I was like, why are you choosing this time to not turn off? What did it play? It was playing Awesome Etiquette, of course. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Whew, that was stressful. I, like, threw my phone down the hallway, <laughs> and then I ran after it. I wish you guys could have seen this. Anyway. Did it break? No, it's in good shape. Okay. Um, great news. And great news for all of you. We finished another Yay! episode. How was the segment that I just missed? Was it good without it was me? Great. Okay. It was Sounds perfect. like you could do the whole podcast without me. better without Probably you. Probably next Tune time. Tune in next week for podcast podcast with only Eric. And Mateo Lane, if he's people available. Would, people would bail. People would not bail. You were the shining star. <laughs> they really? No, you are the, oh, you are the real stop. celeb. <laughs> you are... <laughs> You are the um, life after death section of Barnes oh, and Noble to this podcast. It. It's so true. It's so true. I'll, I'll take I, it. I'll take it. I, it means the I'm world to me. I'm merely the imaginary children's book frog. Oh leap. God! You know it's not true, but it's so sweet that I'll take it. I will never stop laughing. Oh at my that. gosh! Well, thanks for listening, guys. All right, uh, you tweet guys. us anything. Seriously, please love your podcast. <laughs> If you don't tweet us, one of us. I read all the tweets. I literally will respond to you within four seconds. (laughs) That's how much I want you to tweet me. Unless she's thrown her phone down the hallway, in which case it might take longer. It'll be busy. (laughs) The phone will be busy. Like it was like the terms and conditions popped up. I never mind. Has this ever happened to you? Whatever. Okay. Thanks for listening. We love Um, you. Huge thanks to our editor, Kara, as always. And huge thanks to Monty the cat, who's been meowing away this whole episode. Um, In addition to tweeting us, you can email us your favorite podcasts and clips to loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. We will play them. 
And make sure to subscribe on iTunes at Podcast Podcast One Word. And if you have your clicking fingers ready while you're at iTunes, just go ahead and rate us those five stars. We'd really appreciate it. Also, give it. a thumbs up on Stitcher if you listen on Stitcher because that will help us become yeah. in the trending topics. And also, if you want to submit a top podcast and you don't listen to tons of podcasts, feel free yeah. to submit this one. I mean, it's yeah, just we, the best. It doesn't. It's I mean, a great you know, podcast. We're totally biased. Yeah, unbiased. Totally. Unbiased. And if you listen on SoundCloud, since they don't have like a thumbs up or a rating, you just kiss the screen. Please. As SoundCloud is yeah, clipping. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> you guys are the greatest. I'm kissing the microphone. Bye. Bye.